The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This hour is sponsored by There is a Season. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. Here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend. There is a season Good morning and welcome to There is a Season, the Bob and Gloria show, and the show that's all about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thank you for joining us. We know that your time is precious and you have a choice about what you listen to. If you're a regular listener, thank you again for joining us this morning. And if this is your first time, then welcome to a truly unique program. We also invite you to tell your family and friends about There is a Season because this is the only program that talks about all of the issues related to life change, aging, and the care of our loved ones. That certainly covers a lot of ground. And if you'd like to be a part of things today, to get into the midst or mix of all of that, just call us at 937-457-1290. That's 457-1290. You can also drop us a note at Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. Now, longtime listeners will remember the story we've told several times about when we first described this show to friends, uh, some family members, and even professionals in the radio business. What did your son say that one time? Okay, well, I'm not going to say exactly what he said, but and he was younger than Bob, so he can be <laughs> forgiven. I've, I've forgiven him. Haven't forgotten, but I've forgiven him. I think he asked, you know, Mom, what do you talk about on this show each week? And I kind of describe things like the changes that come with aging, you know, like caring for our loved ones, particularly our parents, and so forth. And his reaction, well, who wants to talk about all that stuff? That's boring and depressing, and something like that. And then he those said, people are old. <laughs> yeah, and aren't there places that you just put old people? That one did it. I wrote him out of my will. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's still been trying to. Uh, yeah, he make, was little Sunday dinner, but he can't get in the house. Right. Well, uh, yeah, that was, um, you know, indeed, we've we've had different reactions uh, to this show over the years. And even when we had to make a more formal case uh, for why this show should be on the air, there was a group of about a dozen or so radio professionals sitting in a conference room with puzzled looks on their faces until one one said, well, yeah, that, that stuff is important, but isn't it kind of dirgy? I remember that. <laughs> I can remember that word, dirgy. Yeah, as if I could ever be confused with dirgy or depressing. Not you, Sunshine, but there it was, the, the round peg in the square hole, the radio show that didn't fit the conventional weekend fare. If you look around the country, you know, a lot of, a lot of radio stations, uh, talk radio stations have the same thing on the weekend, sports. Financial. Uh, there'll be a financial, a home show sometimes. There'll be a garden show. There'll be Car different shows. Dis- and we're not disparaging any of that, but nobody was doing this niche. Nobody was in this space. Well, here we are almost nine years later, and they haven't thrown us out. And, of course, we thank those behind the scenes who have helped foster our effort. But most of all, we thank our listeners for giving us the patience and the latitude to talk so frankly about real life stuff. And we also hope that you've gained or gleaned something from listening to us either recently or over the years. We love doing the show, but only if it benefits you, our listeners. So today we're going to talk about another dirgy topic. I'm kidding. This stuff is never dirgy to us, and it's a, it's, but it's another one of those areas where I think most people figure uh, it'll just take care of itself. You yeah. Know, it's later in life, it'll just take care of itself. Yes, like all the stuff we've discussed on There is a Season, the legacy file, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. And that, that would include the wills, the last testaments, powers of attorney. Which Ad- everyone has done. I'm yeah. sure everyone has done those. <laughs> Advanced directives. I think it took me five or six years on this show where I thought, man, if I'm speaking this stuff, I've got to get mine done, right? Sooner or later, you got to get it done. Yep. Right. So we've got, you know, the advance directives, letters of instruction, blah, 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 blah. No need to work on any of that stuff ahead of time. You know, we'll just all keep watching TV, you know, looking at our iPad, Staying on our mowing phone. the grass. Right. There's plenty of other things to do much more important than that, right? That's right. We put it off. 
Well, uh, seriously, folks, uh, of course, Bob and Gloria, I want you to get going on some of these key preparations for your life and your later life. But in the area of health, your finances, your choice of where to live, how you want to live, um, if you're going to have good working relationships with your family, uh, all of these things need to be done. We've been saying this for years. Plan. Take a little time now to make your later years easier on you and easier on your loved ones. And with that in mind, we'd like to welcome today's guests, and there's a whole bunch of them. They just came here on the bus to talk <laughs> about end-of-life planning. We're going to be asking the question, what do you do to prepare for the passing of a loved one or for yourself? So with us here in the studio today are Stephen Moore, Abby Snyder, and Rick Snyder, all from Baker Hazel Snyder Funeral Home and Crematory. It's an organization with nearly 80 years of experience in helping families prepare for a dignified, sensitive way to say goodbye. Welcome to There's a Season. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. It's, it's good to hear you. Good to see you. Uh, and I will tell you right off the bat, um, just from reading through your website, uh, each of you and your predecessors have certainly thought long and hard about what is the best way to serve families of every kind. So kudos uh, for all of that. Uh, we're going to talk more about your individual roles um, and, you know, what you do there and a little bit about the history of the organization and so forth. But why don't we get into just this whole issue in terms of what you've seen in dealing with customers. Uh, is this an area that people are very proactive about, the whole idea of planning for the end of life? Or do you still see an awful lot of people say, you know, it's a last minute deal? I've always said it's something that everyone's going to need, but it's not something that everyone wants to have or purchase. So it's it's sometimes it's difficult for people to want to come in to do this. Mm -hmm. But after they've done it, they feel a lot better. So it's our responsibility to remind people that, hey, this is going to happen to each and every one of us. You know, the joke is no one gets out alive. Well, no one gets out alive. Yeah. So, so let's come in and talk about this when we're rational and not emotional. And that's, I, I think that fits in a lot with why we've been doing this program for so long. Uh, we've, we've decided not to do a dirgy, depressing-sounding show. That would never be successful. People wouldn't want to listen to that. But we've also recognized that once you get past the small talk of uh, weather and sports and stuff that people chit-chat about, uh, what are people talking about? They're talking about a lot of this life stuff. You know, things they just went through with, um, you know, mom or dad or I got this thing going on with my kids and so forth. And this ha this is in the same area, right? People will eventually have to deal with these aspects, whether they're planning for themselves or somebody else in their life. So uh, 80 years, a long time, mm -hmm. many generations. And uh, you've been at this a while and you've also expanded a lot of what you do. What are some of the basic categories people need to think about when it comes to this uh, end of life planning? Two of the biggest choices that people can make and, and probably should consider is what do you want to do? Do you want to be buried at some point and, and or cremated? So those are the two major categories. And is that a philosophical thing? To do? Are people, uh, uh, I was mentioning before we went on the air, we were talking about some of the differences geographically in the country, how some areas seem uh, a little bit more uh, open to the idea of cremation in other places. It's just been always been a burial because that's that's the only thing they do in those those parts of the world. And that's changed certainly over the decades. Um, but how does somebody come to an understanding of one of the whether they want to do one or the other? A lot of that has to do with what they've experienced in the past. Maybe a family members had one or the other. So that that'll be an, an important fact with whatever they decide to do. Price point is another mm -hmm. factor for them. So that's a big thing to consider. And is, uh, is the whole area, and we'll get into this more, and again, if people have specific questions, feel free to call 457-1290. But when we talk about pricing, is this a, a complicated thing, or do you make it kind of uh, like packages? Or can somebody get a ballpark sense of what things are fairly quickly? Yes. If you go to our website, uh, www.bakerhazelsnyder.com, we do offer burial and cremation packages. The package was really derived to make it easier for the consumer to pick and choose on what they need and also create value for them since we can price it through a package. Cremation for us over the years has, has probably grown. We're about 50% now in Dayton, Ohio, and on the West Coast, East, and South Coast, it's probably 70 or 80%. So some of it is trend. 
but I would say 30 to 40% of it would be because of uh, cost savings to the family. So you think a lot of what's maybe driving the, the trends statistically is cost. Is, are there other factors related in there in terms of people's uh, faith upbringing or their, their culture? You mentioned what families might have been exposed to earlier on or previous generations. Do you see... Uh, do you see any trends in those directions that why somebody might say cremation is more acceptable or something they would do today, but they might not have done 10 years ago? I do think so. I think some of it is because of like what Steven said, experiences or people's background or religion uh, or whatever their beliefs are. But I do think for us, the trend started a while ago, and I think based on price. Uh, but there's a whole lot of choices with cremation and also burial. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the the newer emerging trends? Um, You know, you've got your traditional visitation and memorial service and funeral. Um, What about these life celebrations? Tell us what that's all about. Yeah, I I feel that uh, the word funeral itself became something, you know, that was an, an older term or, and people really are more excited about changing that, or let's talk about their life, not their death. So if we're focusing on their life, then it becomes more of a celebration of who they were, not that they've died. So that has changed. Um, and I think the consumer has really driven that to the point of, you know, we don't, we don't want a funeral at two. We want to celebrate my mom's life and let's do it with music and let's do it with wine and let's cheese and let's let's really celebrate her life. So I it has evolved because the consumer has probably wanted something different and we're there to offer it. Without getting uh, off on a big literary thing, I remember reading a book years ago, I think it was called Trinity by an author named Leon Uris, and it was about an Irish wake. Mm-hmm. And they were describing what went on in an Irish wake as a means of keeping the banshees at, at bay, you know, keeping the evil spirits away, people partied for days. Mm-hmm. And very often with the deceased right in the room somehow, and they were going on and carrying on and so forth. So we came from, at least certain cultures have come from a background of saying, we are going to celebrate this, or maybe we are going to keep the, the bad spirits at bay, but we're not going to make this a dirgy thing necessarily. It doesn't have to be that. Uh, but as you say, I think the word, you know, funeral, funeral director, funeral parlor, a lot of those things to people sound like a glum thing. And it's not to say that people aren't, you know, hurting. Somebody, you know, dies. Uh, they've, they've left our experience. And a lot of times that's what we're going through. We're missing them. But it doesn't have to be just that, right? The circumstances of the death really will determine, you know, if this is a, a young child that's died it's not a celebration of life, nor would mm-hmm. we even utter those words. Right. But if it's someone in their 80s and 90s that have lived a full life and maybe had been ill the last several years of their life, this is a relief for them. So we we always walk a fine line and be careful of when we're using the term celebration of life because not everybody feels like celebrating. Right, right. Our response is I want to help people recognize that a life was lived we want to honor their life, but really we want to commemorate their life. And for us, it's frustrating sometimes with cremation. There's families that just want cremation only and not a service. And that's frustrating for us because they're not paying honor or they're not commemorating this person's life. And we feel that it's important and they need to do it. We're talking this morning with Abby Snyder, Rick Snyder, and Stephen Moore of Baker Hazel Snyder Funeral uh, and Crematory. If you've got a question, 457-1290, have you found yourself wondering if you should bother actually planning for things like funerals or cremations or remembrances or other end-of-life uh, activities? Do you foresee that you might need to do so for yourself or for a loved one? Let's not be shy with your questions or push these questions to the margin of our lives. They are real. They are as real as anything else, a part of life in our departing. We'd like your questions on any and all things related to this. 457-1290, that is 457-1290 to call in when we come back. You're listening to There is a Season on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 
When you need to score big on tires, it's Grismer in the Clutch. Now through September 9th, score up to $100 in savings when you buy four eligible Bridgestone tires. Get $70 on a Visa prepaid gift card and get another $30 when you use your Grismer credit card. Restrictions apply. See your local Grismer location for details. As always, get four free oil changes with the purchase of four new tires, lifetime balancing, and rotation included. Now that's Clutch. Grismer Tire, a legacy of trust since 1932. Visit GrismerTire.com. Five Rivers Metro Park, 2nd Street Market is now open on Sundays from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. This summer, enjoy fresh local produce from the Outdoor Farmer's Market and then stop inside for lunch. Plan your next visit at metroparks.org slash local food. To buy your home, you became a house hunting ace. Learned about loans, scoured neighborhoods, and asked the right questions. Now you're queen of your castle. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll feel empowered to own your retirement like you own your home. Go to aceyourretirement.org. Because when it comes to clearing financial hurdles, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Perfect weather expected for Saturday, starting off cool with those temperatures around 60 degrees, sunshine all day long, low humidity, and a high temperature right around 85 degrees. Nice weather into the evening and overnight as well, mainly clear skies and dropping to a low temperature in the lower 60s once again. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan. 457-1290, if you'd like to share your thoughts or have a question today, we're talking about end-of-life planning with our guests from Baker Hazel Snyder Funeral Home and Crematory. What's involved with actually planning ahead of time? Is this another one of those important things you could be doing, you know you should be doing, but just find it too awkward or maybe depressing? We'll talk about that today with our guest and with you. Four five seven twelve ninety. I'm going to bet it's not in the first five things that anybody wants to do on a weekend. <laughs> They're thinking, I got to go to the store, I got to do the lawn. I'm I gotta, thinking most people would rather that, clean a toilet than plan their <laughs> funeral. But I don't know. You guys might There's say There's virtue different. in cleaning a toilet. But I know I haven't done mine, and I know I should. You haven't cleaned your toilet? No, I haven't oh, planned for my, okay. my party, Note my to life self. celebration. <laughs> Note to self, be careful in the bathroom. Okay. Yeah. So this whole idea of planning, tell us what that is all about. Pre-planning. Pre-planning, right. Absolutely. Everybody has the opportunity to make some choices ahead of time. And, you know, nobody, just like you had mentioned, Gloria, that wakes up in the morning and says, you know, I'm going to go out and take care of this today. It's a process. And many times through that process, trigger events happen in our lives, whether it's a friend, family, or somebody's had a crisis and we finally realized, you know, I need to take care of some of these issues because nobody should have to do it for me. And that's the whole point. I, I use the word choices a lot because, n- number one, you know, we have that choice to make that decision. And I can't tell you how many times in our career when families will say to us and they, nobody's done anything ahead of time, boy, I wish I would have known what dad would have wanted. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's not the time to be thinking about that because in pre-planning, we can take care of probably 90% of what the decisions that need to be made ahead of time. And nobody has ever come in to us when they have, we've served that family when the death actually occurs and said, I wish he would have done that. I wish he would have not made those choices. Nobody's ever changed any of those plans. It's always been kept the same and they appreciate the fact that they did that. Yeah, I, I would think it would be such a, a comfort to know that you're doing exactly what somebody really wanted. And that in and of itself is honoring that person. And I, I can't say enough. I think it's such a gift to the still living family members or friends to have that in place. And a little bit later on, I'd like to know what are some of the things outside of, you know, within the actual planning in the funeral home or the crematory process that people can start doing themselves. You know, there's a lot of things to think about getting photos together and all that ahead of time. Lord knows I don't want any ugly photos of myself flashing on a big oh, screen. Oh, there aren't any. Oh, <laughs> no. no, no, there are. Those, trust me. And, no. and some people I know would probably go, oh, that's a great picture of mom. <laughs> no. So <laughs> we can talk about some things that if you really want it your way, what are some things we can do? Absolutely. Also, no, do you, 
since we talk a lot, you know, we've talked about this legacy file that we've done here. We've put together a list of all these different things that people ought to be doing generally in the latter half of their lives, but it could be at, at any point. Uh, and we get into things like wills and, you know, uh, powers of attorney and so forth. Do you, without mentioning any names, do you, are you aware of other attorneys, for instance, who get involved in some of these legal preparations or financial people who also work with you or suggest, hey, you really ought to make this a complete plan for yourself? Or is it all piecemeal? Do people kind of, you know, only do their part, leave like your the part to, the, to yeah. the last minute? I, I think Abby and Rick and myself can confirm the fact that we always suggest people to, to do these things. We ask that question if they've done so. You'd be surprised at the number of people that still haven't, you know, when they get to be our ages, be adulthood, middle age. And uh, it's important to get those things squared away. We, we offer seminars at our funeral home and also at senior citizen groups. And usually we'll have an attorney with us, a money manager, as well as ourselves. So again, we're trying to make sure that we're giving the people the information that they need because these are really important decisions to make. And of course, we would only refer people that, that we know and trust. Right. What about the, um, this is, this is going to be something that I think when, when people hear, okay, well, we've got this guest on the air today and we're going to talk about these various aspects of, of end-of-life planning. I think uh, there's still a fair number of people out there who tend to think of this stuff as expensive. That's just, that's just too expensive. You know, and even years ago, I remember my f- parents telling me about uh, the insurance policy. Somebody would go up and down the street and collect a small amount of money to be able to bury somebody, you know, I don't know what it was, 50 cents a month or something like that. What, what has the industry done? You mentioned packages before, but what do you still see in terms of the perception of price in the overall uh, market? I, th- I think that the initial response to people is that funerals are expensive and funerals can be expensive. So every time that we sit down with some, we encourage them, first of all, what is your budget? And we encourage them not to overspend. It's not good for them or us. So we, we, we want to make sure that they get the proper information so they're not overspending. And it needs to be a win-win situation. And, and this would be a, a key advantage to pre-planning or at least coming in, getting all that information, going home and digesting it, even if it's for a year or two, and then say, I'm ready. If, if people pre-plan or pre-pay their funerals through us in the state of Ohio, it either needs to be done through a trust or life insurance, which we offer and sell. Mm-hmm. We will guarantee the price of our services and merchandise, and that's a good it thing for people. It stays the same, you mean the price. It the never price changes once you've prepaid. Okay, that was a question I had. So we're going to talk more about the specifics of uh, pre-planning for a funeral or cremation. Uh, we're also going to get into you know some of the other emerging trends we've discussed here in terms of memorials and remembrances and other products and services. If you've got a question, we'd love to hear today. We've got time. We've got the lines open. 457-1290. Just jump on board as we will continue with Baker, Hazel, and Snyder right after the news. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO, Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 9.30. I'm Jonah Adi with the WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this morning. An assault in Dayton has police asking for help in any details that could point to a possible suspect. The details on that grisly incident coming up. The dry weather continues in the Miami Valley, but rain is in the forecast. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic. We're currently seeing a traffic delay on 70 West just ahead of I-75. It looks like a backup of about 20 minutes or so from there. We're going to be investigating this and we'll bring you more information as we have it. And it is our top story in Dayton. 43-year-old Clifford Wilson is in critical condition after he was assaulted, placed in the street, and then run over by a car. WHIO's Molly Kowick with team coverage. Deputy said the man was attending a wake inside a home nearby before being hit. After this happened, the driver took off. 
Cops say the man was attending that wake on Esmeralda Avenue. Right now, it's being investigated if that event was connected in any way to the assault. Cops are asking for your help, and anyone with information is asked to call Crime Stoppers in the Miami Valley at 225-STOP. Again, that's 225-STOP. In Washington, President Trump changing his mind about a man he had been considering for the position of intelligence director. After congressional critics say Dan Ratcliffe was not qualified, the search is on again. There is a new focus on the current number two in that office. Sue Gordon is there now, and I like her very much. I've always liked Sue Gordon. That after reports the White House did not want her in the acting chief job. Mr. Trump now says that is under consideration. That's Tom Fody with team coverage. Well, new information today on a woman reported missing hours before the Memorial Day tornado outbreak. Found dead a week later. WHIO's Ron Otto has team coverage. The Montgomery County Coroner's Office says 71-year-old Catherine Claiborne died from accidental drowning. Claiborne's body was found under stacked trees in a muddy creek near the Stillwater River. Claiborne had suffered from dementia and left her Harrison Township home just hours before those tornadoes. Well, let's get a look at the most accurate and dependable forecast from meteorologist Jesse Mag. A cool start to the morning. Temperatures right around 60 degrees. Clear skies overhead and expect plenty of sunshine throughout the day. Low humidity and a high of 85 degrees. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Jesse Mag on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. A latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar is looking all clear out there. A beautiful morning on this Saturday, 72 degrees in Troy. Got 70 in Springfield and in Dayton at 933. I'm Jonah Adi, WHIO continuing news and talk with news on the hour, the half and instantly when it breaks. Depend on it. For good news in Dayton, this is Marty Grunder from Grunder Landscaping Company. Memorial Day 2019 is a day we will all remember. A devastating tornado hit our lovely region. And while that was a terrible thing, lots of good things have happened as a result. My good news in Dayton partner, Wagner Paving, provided trucks and equipment and men to clean up for days to help our friends to the north. My other partner, West Banco Bank, organized teams to go and work in the neighborhoods in need as well as help some of their own employees that got hit by the tornado. My team at Grunder Landscaping Company took all of our people in 20 trucks to Harrison Township to clean up. I've heard countless stories of tornado heroes. So if you know a story, go to goodnewsindayton.com and share that story with us and we'll do our best to share them right here. Dayton, Ohio, thank you. All of you are good news for Dayton. Good News in Dayton is brought to you by Grunder Landscaping Company, Wagner Paving, and West Banco Bank. For more information, visit goodnewsindayton.com. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Cynthia and Ed. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, out of the blue, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. And uh, she didn't know whether she should go forward or, or turn or just stay at the stop sign. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. She was very concerned. It was very unsettling for her. It's important for you to talk to someone about it, to bring the family in on it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, I don't want you to worry or be afraid. I'll be there for you and we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. This is Clark Howard here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There is a Season with Bob and Gloria, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thanks for joining us today. Our number is 457-1290 to join in our conversation. That's 937-457-1290 from anywhere in the country, because we know some of you listen in far off places like Illinois and Texas and Connecticut through WHIO.com or the talk radio app. And we thank you so much for listening today. And why do they listen? Not because we've got the biggest because I'm on radio the tower. You. Well, Me. that's that's the true. whippersnapper. Yeah, and they know it all. Social media, I think, is doing it, right? Huh? Just your social media alone. Probably because you don't have any. 
That's true. I'm not a very social media kind of guy. Right, 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 right. Just don't do that. Well, people tell people. That's the thing. It spreads. Families say, hey, I heard this show. Absolutely. These two wackadoodles in Dayton are talking about all this weird stuff, and you should tune in, too. That old guy and that whippersnapper. Geezer and whippersnapper. That's what they say. Yes. uh, 457-1290 if you'd like to get on the air. And uh, we'll take a call here right now. This is Janice from Piqua. Janice, welcome to the program. How are you? Fine, thank you. Thanks for calling in today. What's your question? I want to know how to go about giving the body to science, but I do want a memorial um, with maybe a picture. Whatever. Okay. All right. That's a good question. Let's talk about uh, the, the, the steps of that, okay? Okay. Yes, that's a really good question. So in Dayton, uh, we do have a medical school here, which is Wright State University, and several years ago when they started the program, um, there was a need, and that has changed recently. And now if you want to be a donor, you have to um, set that up ahead of time um, to be eligible to be a donor. So we do know that. Again, the memorial service part in the celebration of your life, that's something that would happen um, probably within a month or two, I suggest after the time of your death, um, some people want to wait six or seven months and I encourage them not to wait that long. And that can be done at a funeral home or it could be done at a VFW hall, or that can be done at a park or Marion's pizza. There's a plug for them. Uh, so it's not always necessarily something that has to be done in a funeral home or of course your church. But establishing, uh, establishing the research component of this has to happen ahead of time. You'd have to have legal documentation about all of that. That is correct, especially, of course, for the body donation. There's, okay. a, there's an application and some paperwork that would have to be done with, for example, right state before the death actually occurs. Yes, okay. and, and there's many you know medical schools or universities that have that program, but yes, you do have to get online and or, you know, fill out their paperwork ahead of time if you would like to donate your body to particular medical facilities. And, and so while some of these things coincide or they're fairly close, approximate to each other uh, in terms of their timing, really the, the matter of disposition, whether it's for research or there's a cremation or there's a, a, a burial, is one area, is one topic. And the area of a memorial or, or remembrances or other kinds of things is really a whole other uh, different thing. Right. Does that help, Janice? Yes, thank you so much. All right, thank you very much for calling in. Appreciate it. And, and so, mm-hmm. just Bye-bye. just just real quick here, I wanna I wanna ask this question. So, say somebody does decide to um, donate um, their their body to science. So you could still have a life celebration at a funeral home, correct? And so, you know, what are some of the in your in your whole pre planning advice to people? Um, that's something I'd like to hear about. What are these life celebrations like? And what are some tips for people who are going to want that, things that they could be doing now to plan it just the way they want it? Personal things they need to do themselves outside of you guys. Okay. Uh, Well, as you've brought up before, you know, doing the the things as far as the wills, powers of attorney, all those things are very, very important. Mm -hmm. And having that done. And then uh, also talking to us and, and getting those wishes written down on paper. Having it in a notebook in your desk at home without telling anybody does not cut it. Mm-hmm. You, you really need to talk to a professional when it comes to that. Whether you commit to, to having that professional take care of those things afterwards is really up to you. You have that choice. But at least talking to them to get some ideas as far as what it is that you want to do. It can take many forms. As, as Rick kind of alluded to, it can be take place at any number of places as far as any kind of celebration. It can take place at the funeral home. The other thing is I think you also need to speak to your family. You know, when you hear people say funerals and celebrations of life are for the living, it's true. So when I die, I'm not going to be there. I'll be the guest of honor, but it's really going to be for my three daughters and my seven grandchildren, and they'll be the ones participating. So, yeah, I want Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin, (laughs) but what will they want to need and what will be comforting for them? So it's a dialogue that needs to take place with your spouse, your children, and even your grandchildren. Because everybody has a different feeling about what will be comforting to them. Some might need closure or some might be so, some of your kids could be really, really sad. Some might be like, yep, let's celebrate, you know, mom or dad's life. 
that comes up a lot with the in the viewing of the body mm-hmm. and a lot of time the circumstances are was the death sudden was the person ill for several years is the viewing necessary or important and many times it's very important to for a chance for someone to say goodbye and sometimes it's not so that's also a personal preference but it's something that needs to be discussed that's a really good point because i wouldn't have thought of that to ask many family members you know sometimes you just talk about it with your spouse but if you have children that might be something to just ask now when we've uh when we've gotten again not to keep plugging our legacy file but one of the things we talk about in there that is not a legally binding document in the sense of a of a will or a trust uh is the letter of instruction which kind of is our catch-all for an awful lot of other things not just to uh, tell you where the the keys are, or the special passcode to the safe with the gold in it, uh, or what I want to have happen to Fifi. Um, but also things like this can go into a letter of instruction where you would say, this is how I would like to be remembered. Please you know, try to achieve this as close as possible. If you have a list of that, that's great. If not, how do you educate people? How do you educate a family about some of the kinds of things they can do? Do you, you know, take them through a, an album or do you take them through some other ideas or other situations? How do you tell people what are some of the other ways they can memorialize somebody? You know, it really becomes a story of their life. So it's, you know, unless if someone doesn't know the story of your life, then I guess you can tell them the story. But there's going to be specific needs or things that you want, then you need to write those down and share those with people. Our problem is that people come in and that hasn't taken place. So maybe an hour or a half hour of planning turns into three or four hours. And I've got one daughter that wants to bury dad and I have this one that wants to cremate dad. And I want this one that wants Eric Clapton and I want this one that has Amazing Grace. So that becomes an issue. So I think it's really, really important that we have that conversation with people and you try to meet people's wishes. The other scenario is when it comes to authorization of cremation and disposition, a dead human body has no rights. So now we got to go to is the spouses, the next of kin, an executor, or someone that really has the legality to make those decisions. And it wouldn't necessarily, power of attorney does not matter anymore. Power of attorney at that point, ends right? at death. Right. So somebody who's been used to, um, I don't want to say calling the shots, but being responsible for financial matters and for health matters, suddenly that's over. There has to be this other uh, role clearly understood. Bob, one of the questions we get often is you know, when we're done and making these prearrangements with the family, they'll ask, can anybody change this? Hmm. And the answer is yes, they can. But the point is, I've never had anybody do that. And the, with that being said, most people will respect and honor whatever it is that I would want you know, for my services, whether it be minimal, just have a celebration or a full traditional funeral. I'm going to ask you here in a moment to give us an answer, so just let this cogitate in the background about some of the crazier life celebrations that you've been a part of. Okay, I'd love to know that. But could we talk a little bit about some of the steps, the formal steps of a pre-plan? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, well, it all begins with doing a little bit of research. Uh, most people have kind of a vague notion of what they might want, whether it's cremation or burial. And from there, they, they might want to consider uh, either going to a place such as our website. That's a great place to start, bakerhazelsnyder.com. It's got a lot of information. It does. It really does. And uh, as well as prices. There's another website that we use often, and I recommend. It's called Funeral Basics, all one word, funeralbasics.org, O-R-G. And there are, is information on there such as how to get started with funeral planning, uh, protecting your funeral funds, uh, six things you probably didn't know about funeral goods and services. So those are just three of the dozens of articles that are there that give you great information before you even walk in the door. You're going to have an education and you're gonna know a little bit about what Rick, Abby, and myself are talking about when we wanna talk about these things with a family. So it's, it's your due diligence. It's the things that you need to do ahead of time to, to do that. So I have a question that just came to mind. What about the person who wants to be cremated but still wants to have a traditional viewing with cost conscious people how does that occur if you want to have a full open casket viewing but you're going to be cremated do you have to buy a casket so one of our options which is also on our website is you can uh, rent a casket from us so we have a very nice casket that we would put your loved one in and we would have that traditional 
or some type of viewing or visitation, whether that's at the funeral home, whether that's at your local church or wherever you would like that to be. Uh, We would do really whatever services and how long the family would like all in the same day or, you know, multiple days. And then the cremation would take place after. Okay. So family would leave after the services and the cremation would take place. And then the family would come back in to pick up the urn at a later date. Or have it placed in, say, a memorial wall or, um, you know, the statues in the cemetery, the boxes or whatever. Right. If you have like a final resting place that you would like, whether it's a local cemetery um, and you can place an urn above ground or underground. So Right, because I'm thinking with wishes of many different people in the family that that might serve a lot of families because you kind of get, you know, the both and. And okay. so while you've got these packages, and, the, and you know, from, from even from a marketing standpoint, that makes sense. It's easy for people to kind of wrap their minds around that. Uh, do you also have to educate people that these are somewhat discrete activities? Because I think people sometimes get caught up in one or the other. You know, they'll say, well, you know, I want this kind of remembrance, but uh, I don't want to pay all that for a casket or, or gee, I don't, I don't want to do, people kind of mix and mingle, excuse me, mix and mingle all of these different things. Do you sort of have to educate people a little bit to say, listen, there, there, are, some, there are key things we're looking to address here. One is the emotional part, the memorial, you know, one is the disposition. Right. Do you have to go through some of that with folks? Yes. I think that's why it's so important if people are calling around a price shop, or this is an at-need death situation that they come down, come in and sit down with us so we can have that conversation with them because you really can mix and mingle it. Some people really, really care about the color of the casket. Um, some might not care so much about the vault that we need at the cemetery. So that's all a part of the conversation that we need to have, and it's helpful if it's done ahead of time. Well, that leads us to our next caller. This is uh, Rick from Kettering. Rick, welcome to There is a Season. You had a question uh, about uh, affordability. Yeah, if you got a large family um, and you're considering yourself, uh, I've asked at quite a few funerals, sad to say, uh, about a funeral society. And uh, they say if you join, um, it's quite a bit of savings on your funeral. And when I asked... Um, Nobody seemed to know anything and said, I don't know what, you, what you're talking about. And Clark Howard advertises it all the time about uh, going on the web, which I'm not too good at, and I'd hate to have one of my sons do it for me, but um, to find out if you recognize, who recognizes a funeral society, and is it really a good savings for the consumer? Great question, Rick. Thanks very much. It is a good question. The only society that I am aware of over the years is one called the Neptune Society, and it was created, I believe, in either Southern California or Arizona, and that was a society that you could join that would um, generate maybe some cost savings uh, regarding cremation and cremation only. We are a family-owned independent funeral home, so we are not run by a corporation out of another city. Um, and for us, the most important part for us when it comes to cost of burial or cremation, again, it's your budget, and we would encourage you not to overspend. But I am not currently aware of any other societies that are providing that. Well, I was told that there was one in Cincinnati. Um, a friend of mine looked it up on the web and said, uh, call them. So I got this number, but I haven't yet. And it's a funeral society in Cincinnati that you join. But does anyone in Dayton here that you know of, any of these funeral homes, recognize this? It's kind of your, you've joined a funeral society, and Clark Howard says there's a humongous discount on, on your funeral. You know, is there any in the Dayton area that, you know, recognize this, or is this um, just maybe one out of a hundred there there's none that i know of in dayton so i'm not familiar with the one in cincinnati i always tell people kick the tires um you know go and shop around and get information because that will that will help you make a good decision yeah well he talks about this big time like i say clark howard does and um uh he's really really a good uh, they call him the consumer warrior and um 
uh, he talks about it quite a bit, so I thought it was a little more common than um, than it really is. And well, it thanks. could be in just certain parts of the country, you know. We're going to go to break, Rick. Appreciate the call. Uh, we're going to come back here. We've still got a lot to cover here in our short time on the air, so we'd ask you to stick around. 457-1290 is the, the number. Uh, we may be able to take a couple more calls here really quickly. So we'll have that, plus a quick preview of what's coming up here in the weeks ahead. All of that is ahead. Thanks for staying with us. You are listening to There is a Season on 1290 and 95.7. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. When you need to score big on tires, it's Grismer in the Clutch. Now through September 9th, score up to $100 in savings when you buy four eligible Bridgestone tires. Get $70 on a Visa prepaid gift card and get another $30 when you use your Grismer credit card. Restrictions apply. See your local Grismer location for details. As always, get for free oil changes with the purchase of four new tires, lifetime balancing, and rotation included. Now that's clutch. Grismer Tire, a legacy of trust since 1932. Visit GrismerTire.com. Dutch Boy's new Platinum Plus paint with Stain Shield technology has the performance you expect from a luxury paint at a price you didn't. Platinum Plus is up to 50% more washable and stain resistant than a leading premium paint in satin sheen. Superiority ranges from 24 to 50% depending on sheen selected. Platinum Plus keeps your walls looking new longer. Menards and Dutch Boy Paint have you covered. Go ahead, live your life. Five Rivers Metro Park's 2nd Street Market is now open on Sundays from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. This summer, enjoy fresh local produce from the Outdoor Farmer's Market. And then stop inside for delicious lunch options. Artisan bread, cheeses, flowers, and homemade crafts from more than 40 different Dayton area vendors all weekend long. Plan your next visit at metroparks.org slash local food. That's metroparks.org slash local food. For more than a decade, Mansi Metal has produced quality metal roofing and siding and sturdy post-train building packages at factories in Illinois and Kentucky. We now have a new factory in Dayton and are ready to serve the Miami Valley. At Mansi Metal, you can place your order today and pick it up tomorrow. Now is the perfect time to install a new metal roof or put up a pole barn designed to last. Stop by our Dayton showroom at 4799 Salem Avenue. Call 503-2457 or visit us at mansimetal.com. Come out to the Grill Out. Join Dots Market at their Kettering and Bellbrook stores this Saturday, August 3rd from 1 to 3 for Customer Appreciation Day. Enjoy hot dogs, burgers, and your chance to win your height and Turkey Hill ice cream. Gift cards and door prize raffles will be drawn every 15 minutes. No purchase necessary. Plus, earn double rewards points Saturday and Sunday. Customer appreciation sales are running all weekend at Dots Market. And remember, nobody beats Dots Meat. Perfect weather expected for Saturday, starting off cool with those temperatures around 60 degrees, sunshine all day long, low humidity, and a high temperature right around 85 degrees. Nice weather into the evening and overnight as well, mainly clear skies and dropping to a low temperature in the lower 60s once again. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. And we are flying here. We're just cruising, trying to cram as much in as we can. We've got some interesting shows coming up your way. By the way, hearing and new hearing technology is on the way. We're also going to be talking about estate sales here uh, toward the end of the month. So you do want to tune in for those. We've been talking today about end-of-life planning. And uh, Steve, you had a thing you wanted to get in here quickly about pre-need planning. Just want to mention that when people come in, they can do one of two things when they talk to us. When you decide what you want to do, you put it all on paper. Number one, you don't have to pay for it, but you can. But if you do choose to pay for it, as Rick said, either through a trust or insurance, what the funeral home will do is guarantee those costs. So it doesn't matter how far in the future this is used, that cost will be guaranteed. So I think that's a very important thing. But you can, as I said, you can always call us. We'll be happy to share some more detailed information at your convenience. Okay, that's terrific. We've got a question here from Marianne. She's calling with a question about cremation. Marianne, welcome to the program. Thank you. Nice to talk to you guys again. Nice to talk to you. 
Go ahead. Um, the question, well, the question I've got is, um, I've got everything planned, music, you know, you know, rock and roll stuff for the luncheon and all that kind of stuff. I don't have my cremation paid for. And if I pay for it now uh, and I move, can I, does that, you know, transfer? Do I get my money back? How does that work? Yes. So if you fund your cremation with us, that is, of course, the price would be guaranteed, but that's done through an insurance policy and that would transfer and go with you wherever you went. So if you move to Phoenix, Arizona, we find someone else to honor that and they will. Okay, good question. Let's uh, take one more here from Jenny. Jenny, welcome to There is a Season. you got about uh, 15 seconds. Go ahead. I was curious about the life insurance. Does he mean that you would buy the policy through the funeral home and the beneficiary would be the funeral home, or how would that work? Yes, that, that would be correct. And the importance of that is also for the fact that sometimes when somebody's having to qualify for Medicaid, it's very important that, that those resources be taken out of the person's funds and, and put into what they call an irrevocable trust, and we use that insurance policy. So the, the funeral home is only the beneficiary if we actually perform those services at the time a death occurs. But you sell the policy? We, yes, we, we fund it. Okay. So if, if whatever the cost of your cremation or funeral, those okay. monies will be placed in your trust, uh, guaranteed for whatever length of time, and it's, uh, we, don't, we cannot use the funds until the, the time that somebody passes. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Jenny. Thanks Uh for calling. Here's a topic that a lot of people have wondered about and so forth. It's become a bigger, bigger deal. Uh, What about pets? So we have uh, Snyder Pet Crematory. It's a huge part of our business. It gives us the opportunity to serve the whole family. Uh, We serve a lot of families a month. They will uh, bring in their pets. We have a few different options of cremation, uh, different urns that you can choose from. Um, and then, you know, you come to pick up your pet a few days later. But our pets are our loved ones, and as we get older, they kind of become a companion. Do you, do you offer any burial services or sites for pets? Are those available to anybody? We do not have a pet cemetery. Uh, I don't know of one that's local. We okay. just offer pet crematory. Okay. Just wondering. The Pines that. is in Lebanon, and they do a very nice job. So okay, uh, if we, people don't want to have it, you know. Want to but you were mentioned quite a few a month now. It's, it's yeah, yeah, over 100 pets a month we're wow. serving, and we'll even come to your home and pick up your pet if your pet has died or, of course, go to your vet. So we're a full service, just like we are at the funeral home. But we don't have to call the vet first if we just choose to call you. You can just call us. Okay. Well, as is often the case in our program, we've kind of run out of time here. So if we want to resume the conversation with any of our guests, here's how you get in touch. You can call Baker, uh, go to the website, Baker Hazel, H-A-Z-E-L, Snyder, S-N-I-D-E-R, Baker, Baker com. What's your phone number? Got a... 274-1151. 274-1151. And you can talk to any of these enlightened folks uh, to get the answers you need. There's a ton more we wish you could have gotten yeah, to today. And they'll happily answer all your questions. Just give them a call. All right. Thanks very much for being here with us today. Thank you. We appreciate your time. Thank you. That's going to do it for us. Remember, dear friends, seek grace in every step. Never regret growing older. It is a privilege denied to many. We're here for each other, and we're here for you. For my dear friend and co-host, Gloria Shanahan, our wonderful guest today, our producer, and everyone who makes the show possible, thank you for being here. You've been listening to There is a Season on 1290 at 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Have a blessed week. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.